There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold! Dungeons and Doritos, Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama, a cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Brandon. I'm Boar. And with us, very special guest. Oh, hey, I'm Neo Faust. What's up? Ha, Neo Faust from Derpy Show, who, sure. shockingly, it, it's been not so very long since you've been on an episode on, on of Derpy Show. Yeah. yeah, it was it's strange. That was like, what, a few months ago? It was week? two months ago. Derpy months, Show yeah. 300. Oh, wow. Yeah, 300 episodes. Congratulations. Yeah. A momentous event. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my memory doesn't do well for me. I, get that age, I forget where I am and who you people are. Well, since it's been a while since uh, since we've caught up with you on Nerdy Show, um, what's what's nude? New for me. I did think that you said what's nude. I did say what's nude. Good question. What, what, kind, really, of, what kind of animals? Millions of people all over the globe. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we truly naked? Is it a physical <laughs> form or is it expressionate form? It's a mole rat. Oh, <laughs> that's as nude that. as it gets. No, you yeah. can't get any, well. You could skin. You could skin a naked mole rat, as my dad used to say. But you can't skin your mother. Has anyone ever made that. a porn parody of the Jack Nicholson film as good as it gets, called as nude as it gets, and why not? It would work, yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised, you know. There's got to be Good somebody. Good times, noodle yeah. salad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've looked it up, and no, no one's made it. Oh, tragic. So, <laughs> yeah, tragic. You're good. You're good to go. I don't yeah, know so. if uh, as good as your gets references uh, are going to play out. It's a little bit well. to the right field. I don't know if anybody. Yeah. I've never it, seen yeah. the movie. Is that the one with the monkey and it drives a van or a truck? <laughs> yeah, totally. And his name's Dunstan. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's exactly it. And they go in a hot air balloon and rescue a dog or something? Yeah. Yeah, and I would love, I would truly love if someone could splice together those two films. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know anything about what I just <laughs> yeah. said. It's in the I continuous just... universe of Air Bud, too, so they have, like, stories that intertwine with each other. Is that other? the one where he's a football player or a soccer sure, player? Sure, both. Yeah, the, yeah sports the, ball. The animal hijinks cinematic universe. Yeah. yeah, it all ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, the, a Homeward it, Bound was the beginning of the whole It's universe. the Marvel universe. That dog ends up being in Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Oh, oh Cosmo. Yeah. Cosmo. Yeah. 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 I mean, why do you think he's so freaking smart? Oh, nails it. 
cool. So if he's so say, smart, yeah, how did he get caught by the collector? Yeah, what's, what's his question? We keep getting derailed. <laughs> what's good, honey britches? <laughs> oh, okay. So new for me last time on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm currently in process of changing jobs right now. So um, spent the last few months outside the country in sandy regions as usual. Um, so yeah, I'm changing over to more of a, a, a local... Conus job, I guess, is a t- technical term. Conus, Conus. Okay. Continental U.S. It's a it's a oh. military abbreviation. Oh, I thought it was like a cone in, yeah. your, in your anus. So I always, yeah, uh, yeah. Get out the conus. What's the other other terms <laughs> I use? Is like simply when I'm downrange and people are like, "What do you mean by downrange?" It's like, "Oh, it's a military use for being deployed overseas somewhere." It's when you hear some all say, these sound range. very sexual to me. Yeah, sexual deployed, and also you're, you're I downrange, baby. You're deployed over the seas. Yeah, over the seas. Yeah, <laughs> it's we, like we why not wait it. till you land? So oh, he knows a lot no. about the cloud yeah. people. Yeah, mostly about the cloud people. <laughs> is that where the cloud exists? I work for the Illuminati, so that's as simple as that. So yeah. Mm, stuff, yeah. Mm. I but, only work for the Illuminati. Naughty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to see if that website exists. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, but yeah, no. Um, I'm, I've finished up uh, one long deployment. Deployment there, and um, now joining to change over to another job. It has me more local up in the Boston region, so I'm going to be there uh, more stateside more often, unless they send me elsewhere. But this time won't be in any hazardous regions. So, well, cool. I I, I yeah. hope you don't die, and I uh, which it sounds like more likely than not, and uh, and I, and I hope that you're on the show more often. <laughs> Guys, Illuminati is on Urban Dictionary. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is it? Um, a secret order amongst many colleges college campuses that film pornography with incoming frosh and sorority pledges. What the hell's a frosh? Freshman. Really? Why not fresh? Why is there an O? I don't know, man. That's just stupid terminology. However, this pornography use. is not for sale or redistributed, but is simply archived for, for a rainy so day. One must believe completely what Urban Where is said. this archive? Yeah, it's, someone it's, has it's archive. locked away in the Skull and Bones dormitory or oh, whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I saw that kick-ass uh, <laughs> thriller, the, the Skulls. Wasn't there like multiple sequels to that? There was direct to video, <laughs> just like Johnny Darko Two and American Psycho Two. Oh no, I didn't know any of those existed. Oh yeah, oh, no. oh yeah. Also, Illuminati, also known as the Triangle of Love, and I'm not going to read to you what that is. Whoa, whoa, it's a sex hold act. on. You'll y- look it up later, Brandon. I'm not going y- into. You it. have resistance to read to something yeah. so. It must be it, so bad. It must be. <laughs> it's actually kind of underwhelming and boring. So I'm scared. Okay, well, good. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I've, already, I've already closed the window. Wait, Sorry. Hype up the mystery. Nice. Right. Close it. But you know, yeah. maybe when you do read it and you are disappointed, you can go to the bedroom with a few friends and invent something better, and then write us and tell us about it. Okay, Make sure thanks. you update the Urban Dictionary <laughs> entry. Take a video. That's yeah. what we need. We need a like a Dear Nerdy Show confessional thing that we'll read. <laughs> so if you want to send in any like confessional stories. Dear Nerdy Show, I love yeah, gadget. Yeah, yeah. It can be like a whole section. Uh, how are they going to submit that to us anonymously? We don't really have an anonymous thing gadget set up for us. Is that Serhaha uh, thing everybody's using? People still use that? I don't know. It just wasn't there something before that that was the same thing. Yeah, Formspring. Formspring, and then before that there was something else. I remember like Live Journal had something like that too. Yeah, mm, Live Journal yeah, and Dead Journal. I was the Dead Journal user. Wait, <laughs> where there was there a journal called Dead Journal? And there's Insane Journal for the RPers. Yeah, is that for I like ICP R- users? RP? No, sh- Insane. Maybe I don't know. There's hatchets. <laughs> is there and magnets? Involved hatchets, ahoy's, and magnets, and clowns abound. Juggalo yeah. Journal. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, they, 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 you could set that up as anonymous, quote unquote. True. But there's True. ways well, of tracking. I don't know. Are, 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 are you interested in an anonymous confessional submissions? Then I uh, think we'd have to set up the submission thing before they would even be able to tell us. Because <laughs> that's, that's what I was angling at. No, yeah. anonymous, anonymous, anonymously, yes. That's what they just post is. Just like some Dear Nerdy thing. Show. Make up a fake email address and email it to yeah. us. I used <laughs> to make take my go He-Man action figure and my She-Man action figure. There's that, no She-Man. You mean She-Ra? Brandon? Ra. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, unless you got the, like, the, the off-brand like Soviet like, rip-off toys, yeah. <laughs> I only had the guy who looked like a skunk. Stinkor. Is, what's his name? Stinkor. Stinkor? Stinker. Stinkor. Oh, like, Stinkor. Like you're a stinker. Like Skeletor, but Stinkor. That's yeah, they put ors that's at a, the end of characters' names. That's a dumb name. Yeah. Stinkor. It's just, it was a regional thing. Yeah, I had that oh. guy. He was dumb as shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I, mean, did, I mean, was he a proper stinkor who, whose plastic actually stank? I think, no, I think oh, he's... Oh, goodness. Wait, that, what? That's the kind range. of stuff that they would do back then. I remember that, that they is, did do it. That is real. Oh, the scratch oh. and sniff stupid stuff? I just stuff? remember oh, his no. head was like rubber and you could push it in and smush it. Like oh. you could with the human action figure. Like they a had, nipple. They had hollow heads made out of rubber. You could smush them and do really funny things. <laughs> I still have them. Well, I have a few of them. Where? Like, bring, in, bring in Stinkor. My I wanna, other I house. In a box somewhere. I want to see how Stinkor holds up. They're several hundred miles away if no one's thrown them out. I'm sure they have. Yeah, they probably have. Hey, speaking of things that are totally relevant, like He-Man, Turok, right? Am I right? Turok. The dinosaur hunter? The dinosaur hunter, yeah. In 64, hipsters maybe, yeah. They're, yeah, they're I, I, was, um, I was just talking to somebody. I can't remember who about Turok the other day, talking about how great... Turok 3 was and no, how no one paid attention. That was arena battle though, that's the thing. There was no story to that. No, 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 no. That there was there was there was a Turok Arena thing. Yeah, but Turok it? 3 was actually the most narrative game they ever had where you could choose between two players and you like jump through multiversal portals every yeah. level. Every level was completely themed differently. I just remember playing it a terrible one narrative. that was like oh, Doom wow. and it wasn't good. It was very I don't know. It was well, cuz I remember like there was Turok 1, Turok 2 for N64 and the third one that came out was like this weird like you there wasn't a story but you can play multiplayer and fight other computer Yeah, no, that things. that was a thing that happened yeah. and it was the third Turok release. Oh, okay, so I'm getting stuck in but my it mind. But it was not that, yeah. it was not Turok 3. Turok Shadow and, of yeah. Oblivion. Turok oh, 3. Oh, okay. That was like what Xbox 360? No, it was um it was late N64. It used wow. the expansion cartridge to up the oh. graphics. Okay. Wow. I didn't play that at all. But um there is a, there's some Turok news. Finally, I was I was wondering, you know, who the hell owns the rights to Turok? Because that was a claim but, before. Yeah, claim or... And they're dead, so... Activision probably bought them? Well, apparently not, oh, because no. uh, Turok 1 and 2 are being uh, re-released for Xbox One Ooh. by something called Night Dive Studios right now. Re-released? Are they going to, like, completely redo it? They are not. Upgrade the graphics? <laughs> oh. Like they did with Half-Life? Is the draw it's... distance going to be increased? No, it is not. What? These are... These are Turok cl- 1 is one of the hardest games. You have like three lives. They'll probably lives increase the resolution over. and yeah. put some anti-aliasing on it and be like, done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want a proper throwback experience, it looks pretty good. Hmm. But... No, it doesn't look pretty good. It's Turok 1. You <laughs> well, won't be able to know okay, what's a door on. or an enemy shooting It looks at you. pretty good, which is to say it looks really bad, but there are mods that have better graphics like yeah. you could just add on. There's people that take the ROMs and like uh, upgrade the graphics. They did it with mm. Goldeneye, I think, for N64. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll do like texture replacements <laughs> yeah. and model I'm looking at Turok and... 1 images. The draw distance is about five feet and then there's just fog. I just remember being <laughs> scared by raptors out of like the mist in that Oh, game. no, it yeah. was amazing. You just had a knife. F- you're yeah. just like, uh, See, raptor. <laughs> you're complaining so about the draw distance here, but the, that is atmosphere is what that is. Yes, uh, not in the second game. The second game, no, they didn't need that. The second game is preposterously difficult and not fun. 
What the game's great. You get oh. the blade you can throw out. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I was game. obsessed with just like heads exploding and just. Oh, like, it had cool oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. The blade. The I like the. Ga- I like the yeah. second game because I think you could save your progress and actually like make that was your cool way through that. the game. Yeah. The first game, you die after a few times, you start all over, and it's yeah. like a fifty-hour game that you die well, like I, three I, lives. Goodness, yeah, I have fond memories of that game and like blood as well too. The, the two of them were just hand in hand in my memory. It was mm-hmm. violence. I remember mm-hmm. the cerebral bore. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that too for some reason. I, I, it bored into my brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, Turok Three is not on the docket for this. I don't know why. Because um, I thought it was it, good. It should not languish in obscurity so i just wanted to mm. i wanted to sh- mention that cool turok is back kind of because i think that's a property that no one's not even these original games which i have nostalgic feelings for which are not backed up by any sort of real quality mm. um but they they have so much potential much like the pr- premise of cadillacs and dinosaurs the old comic book slash animated series and so on that never really went much of anywhere past the early 90s wasn't turok originally a comic or something it was too? yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a i have issue one you know what, it's Brandon? Worth nothing. Lots probably. of people have issue one. Yeah, I know. I it know. was. It was it during like the. Uh, <laughs> Y'all want to buy this Death of Superman comic? Ain't it worth a hundred dollars? No, I sir, have it's like not. three of them. <laughs> mint package. We can buy it for five hundred. No, made, sir. Made out of mint. I'm, I'm not too aware of the Turok uh, legalities, but the the property was originally published when it when you get that issue one that you have. Um, at least when it was published in the '90s, was by Valiant Comics. But the Turok property, as well as a couple others, are not currently owned and operated by Valiant Comics in their modern incarnation. Hmm. I don't really, yeah, I don't know much about it. And I've, and I've read a couple comics, and they weren't as cool as the things the video game made me think it was about. <laughs> I, that's, that's what I, I ran into, too, because I remember buying like a really cheap comic package from like a comic, I guess, dealer or shop in Lakeland where I grew up at. And it was after I played the first game, and second game was reading up all the little like, you know, manual stories, and mm-hmm. I read through the comic, and this is nothing like the game at all. So yes, he fights a dinosaur occasionally, but I was like, oh no. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. If what you, is it? If you call something remastered, that means you've done something to it, right? Um, like Turok wanted to remastered, but you just literally are porting the N sixty four version. Uh, That's not a remaster. Well, I know from like a like an audio aspect, a lot of the audio that was like mastered for all these video games for N sixty four get compressed into the cartridge. So when they re release it, they take the uncompressed audio. Well, I think go remastering audio is a little bit different than say a remastered video. A remastering yeah. means because remastering like audio is taking the original content and then applying new filters and, and compression and, like, to it. Yeah, right. Like altering it in a fundamental way and then re-releasing it and hopefully better quality than the original release either due to yeah, they're calling uh, differences in medium or things like that. So if you go back to the original source and then you uh, apply more modern methodologies onto it and release it onto a new medium, then it would be a higher quality release. In the terms mm-hmm. of a video game, hopefully it would be something along the lines of more texture compression, uh, more anti-aliasing, stuff yeah. like that. But it, it wouldn't necessarily be like a rework, like a a re-release right yeah that would be a remake a remake yeah yeah um speaking of has anyone touched the secret of mana remake that came out recently no i'm actually upset i saw it about it yeah i'm sure it's great i just they called it like they're you know once again they're calling it a remaster and if remastering means you're making 3d rendered models that are worse looking than the sprites then no well, it's definitely it's definitely a remake. Yeah. We've but, remastered it, so the character has a name now. His name's Randy. That's <laughs> is that what a remaster means? Like he didn't have a name before. And Randy's a shit name. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Randy. 
It's Randy with an I. Nobody has Randy with an I. If you're Randy with uh, a Y, the great you're fine. Randy isn't the great Randy. Uh, it's not that great. Well, uh, that that that, that old like uh, magician guy that debunks a bunch of stuff isn't uh, the amazing Randy. Isn't his name spelled with an I? I that's Penn and Teller. But Randy, <laughs> you're, you're you're saying words, but I don't know what they uh, mean. Now I can't recover things in my mind. Look, I like Secret of Mana more than anyone. Maybe not. But <laughs> it's my favorite. maybe it, not. It, it is literally my favorite video game. They cut like the last third of it out. They had an opportunity to add that back in, but it wasn't even the same company making this. So they didn't have that material. My mistake. It's James Randy <laughs> who has that million dollar challenge if you can prove your psychic or ghosts are, are real. Oh, I'm psych- yeah. I just happen to be psychic. So I you need can to go challenge him. and show him yeah, the as long thing as and he'll pay you a million dollars. All right, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, bye. <laughs> He's not coming back. <laughs> so yeah, Randy is the last name. I'm back. I don't know. I'm stuck on that. But anyways, yeah. I've still, I've still been playing a lot of Mario Odyssey every time I have a breather. That game looks so good. You posted a picture. It was a pigeon sitting on your helmet, and I was like, I'm buying it. Yeah, I, 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 was, in, I was in New Donk City. I uh, got to the top of a <laughs> building. New Donk City. I, I sat on a, a little uh, table at a rooftop cafe with a laptop open, thinking maybe something will happen. Writing your ne- new novel. Right, Working yeah. on that novel. <laughs> so meta. My Life, My Pipes by Mario. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Laying Pipes and Erotica by Mario. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I digress. I sat there and a little chicken landed on my hard hat. Was it a chicken or you just call them pigeons little chickens? <laughs> little chickens. I mean pigeons are known as it was little a chickens. It was a pigeon. And funny fun thing about New Donk City and a lot of the um the landscapes that you you walk around in, you'll see like little animals like lizards or something that'll run away from you and if you run after them long enough, they'll just fart out in a little puff of cloud and turn into they ex- they turn explode, to a cloud, they die. Well, <laughs> in New Donk City, it's rats. <laughs> <laughs> They just they get so scared they explode and money comes out. This game is super weird. I originally thought that it was taking place in in alternate universes, but it's just saying that no, like you know, you've explored the world that Mario's on many times throughout these games, but it just so happens that there on that world there are turns out other art styles. I mean, granted that is kind of a thing that happens. It's in a multiverse. Mario. They just have access to other universes aren't on the they? same planet. Oh, it's, it's on not the, the same sa- planet. It's on the same planet. Where's the little hell part in, where you go and there's like bowser's airships and things where's the little that's 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 world? the like the the under under the ground yeah but in mario galaxy we already explored the galaxy right we like, explored the galaxy but now we're exploring the planet which is something that's kind of happened before i you mean like in mario 3 when you go to all those other lands unless yeah. that was all one continent i don't know i'm arguing that there's a mario continuity and i know there's not but like <laughs> but i but now that there's like multiple art styles on a single planet i'm like i'm so confused folks but it's a really fun game <laughs> If you just Google search like Mario T-Rex mustache, you'll be sold. You'll be sold. It's a realistic T-Rex with a, a Mario hat and a giant fake mustache. That's all I need to buy the game. I, I'm really I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying how many fucking moons there are and how challenging it is to do everything. I mean, yeah, it's just a bunch of puzzles. It's like wander around, platform a bit, do a bunch of puzzles. But it's, uh, boy, it is, it's exactly the sort of game that I need to decompress because I don't have a lot of time in my busy schedule this moment to like really invest myself in a deeper game, and it's perfect. Like Monster Hunter, is that a deep uh, game? I don't know. You it, tell me. I I guess. Could did you we, consider? Did we already it? talk about you this? Already game? Did. We did. We did. Yeah, yeah. We're still playing it, even though we're like we bash it a lot. We're still playing it. We we did, and we still are, and we're getting our asses handed to us. We're like end game content almost, yeah. almost. And then you look online and realize that after the end game content, there's a whole other thing there's of a, end game content. Yeah, there's, there's, there's end game version yes. two and then three. <laughs> like, yeah, and then they'll release more. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah probably. Grind fest never ends. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I like grinding yeah, yeah, in yeah. games. 
Meh. I like grinding IRL. Oh, oh tight. You know, I really like Mario Odyssey because you know that when they release the next Smash Brothers game, it's going to be the new Mario with hat <laughs> mechanics. And I don't know what that. I don't oh, know what that means. No. He's going to be throwing his hat and possessing other characters oh, or like parts no. of the stage. Like someone will throw a Goomba at him and he'll just possess it. You have a really good point, Brandon. And his his major smash will be like literally riding, like oh, possessing. What's going to happen when he fights Kirby? I don't know. What if he throws a hat on Kirby and Kirby sucks him in and, and it's just like <laughs> you actually take control does Kirby, of Kirby then get hat powers? It's that a he feedback can loop. Other people, oh my goodness. And then, but he's eating somebody you break and when the he possesses universe. somebody else. Dude, Rob, you got to would he lose the hat powers? <laughs> You got you got to time this right. You know the sucking in and the hat throwing at the same time. I think the Smash Brothers universe would just implode on itself if Kirby ate <laughs> Hat Power Mario and then tried to possess the, somebody the, else. The, the match just the match just ends. It says over. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, nobody the, wins. <laughs> Everything goes white, and you just see that table from the first Smash Brothers, where like with all the little figurines with the, the you know where it gives the illusion of like, oh, this is all this entire battle is in a child's right. mind. And, they start, and then the it kid, explodes. And the kids and like, they what? start crying. <laughs> yeah, the kids' noses they cry and there's blood. <laughs> everywhere <laughs> jimmy take your gloves off it's time for dinner <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah that's what i'm imagining though because it was gloves too i'm just like oh, okay it's a child who wears gloves <laughs> kid wants to keep his uh Gotta stay clean figures. everything yeah. clean <laughs> cleanliness is godliness exactly. i don't know was, that's what i meant can you possess luigi Luigi's what, not in it. What, what so oh, well, Luigi, I haven't done it yet, but Luigi is actually in a new update to the game, a free update oh. that adds in a Luigi component where he, from this is from I'm memory, Luigi. and I haven't done it yet, but apparently if you go back to places you've been before, Luigi will appear with some balloons, and there's some balloon-oriented fetch quests or something you can do with them. <laughs> just and then he just shows up with balloons. Also an assortment of outfits, new outfits oh. you can acquire. Hi, I'm Luigi, adding not-so-great game content. Here's yeah, a balloon. I don't know. Why <laughs> it bother? It sounds a lot like that, but <laughs> maybe it's good. I haven't done it. I'm a pallet swap the Mario. Here's a balloon. Yeah. There, he is there, not a pallet swap Mario. He is tall and skinny. If you played the arcade box, yeah, and he's got a different voice actor. Oh. Mario's voiced by uh, he's like, what? Charles Martin. Charles Martinet, oh. and Luigi is voiced by Charles, Charles Martinet. Martinet. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like Wario is a completely different thing because he's voiced by Charles Martinet. Yeah. I, actually, I don't know that he is. Are you sure? I, I'm not sure. I don't know that I'm he is. I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> did we meet that voice actor? We did. Oh, yeah. We actually super hung nice. out with him. Yeah, we hung him at a party. Yeah. Yeah. At a party? Where, yeah. where were you? What happened? Was, uh, was he was it? in our hotel room. Yeah. No, literally, we there was a party that was being thrown after a con that we worked at, and some of the voice, one of the voice actors came in, and it was that dude, and he was just chilling with everybody, getting yeah, a little we, drunk. Yeah, we used and, um, to do uh, audio for anime conventions. Yeah, and lighting and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and uh, the one anime convention there had him there and at this party. Wasn't somebody like, you know... We had like, like the whole cast getting drunk party. and hanging over like, him and they didn't know that he was all uh, the crew of, yeah. of everything was hanging out with us yeah and, and somebody threw an invitation at him and he just kind of shows up so mario's just hanging out at our party <laughs> yeah watching people be drunk idiots did he yes. also confirm that his name is mario mario and luigi's name is luigi mario no he confirmed that to me at e3 several years i just ago. thought he was gonna keep it up keep up the lie <laughs> all i gotta say is home dude's super nice i yeah he's really nice really awesome <laughs> I've, I've dealt with other like voice actors and like you know celebrities and i'm just gonna eh, but he's been like super nice weren't people playing spin the bottle or something he yeah thought, he i felt it was would... really like weird yeah they were spinning the he, bottle in the he, corner i'm just like was this like, middle school again and he was watching and he was just like thought it was here we go spin weird the bottle. <laughs> no no he was, he was just like uh, i don't understand why you I'm need more than one it. why do you need is it this is an american guy right yeah is he oh why? yeah i know i know he has an italian last name no, and he no, plays no. Italian my, my point is mario has like 
six lines in the existence of his creation. Why do you need not the original Japanese voice actor? He could learn those six lines. Uh, Brandon, I have uh, some news for you. Charles Martinet is the voice actor. The yeah. original? He's the Japanese. As far as I know, too. he has always yeah, been he's the always voice been actor. Mario. Yeah. What? Mamma mia. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's the original subtitle actor, too? Yeah, it's yeah, been like yeah. si- since Mario's 64, wow. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole time. Didn't know that. Yeah. I yeah. just and Ever since Mario has had a voice. Internationally, yeah. <laughs> well, what about that cartoon, though? Uh, no. Was that voiced by that wrestler guy? We're going to show you how to be Mario. <laughs> kind of not. From side to side, come on. <laughs> that, that one. That, that's here's the Tina voice. Here's Tina Turner. <laughs> Captain Lou Albano as opposed uh, to, I guess, Muscle Rest Man Randy Savage. Rest in from peace. side to side. <laughs> I remember that. You, yeah. Do the Mario. Do the Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Do the Mario. Remember yeah. the time Elvira took over the show? I just uh, remember Tina Turner. Oh, uh, my childhood crush. Oh. Uh, <laughs> It's oh, getting yeah. spooky in here, Mario. <laughs> actually, she's super hilarious in person, too. She's she's a riot, actually. Oh, she's got to be. I mean, she's uh, been doing weird comedy for like 30, 40 years she's now. She's still alive? She's, her wit is, yeah, her wit is pretty damn good. Yeah, she's still alive and, you know, still looking okay. Yeah. It's all that white <laughs> it is, makeup. It's, it's, it's that all that, yeah, white yeah, makeup. Yeah, or stuff. that she is actually a nether being of some kind. I wouldn't doubt it. She's Ooh. cool anyways, but I mean, like, she's super nice. And guess just, how old she is right now? Probably, like, in 60s. I know I shouldn't say this on air, but guess how old she is. 60s? 6'6". Six, Dun-dun-dun! Six. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Oh. We'll tell you more in 60 years. Is it 6'6'8", six, six, like, Neighbor of the Beast, or is it, like, 6'6'6", six, 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 the actual just, beast? It's just 66. There's uh-huh. no, there's nothing special. Hail Santon! <laughs> You know, well, at a Six Santa. Flags for their Halloween event. Oh, I another forget, six. I forget what they call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's going to go they, crazy like 23. They had like a, an Elvira motion roller coaster ride <laughs> just for Halloween. And it was really Just weird. for Halloween? Just for Halloween, yeah. Whoa. But it was like this weird Elvira themed, like they must have spent a ton of money on it. But it was like a 3D was it a simulator motion, thing. Yeah, motion simulator roller coaster. It was really cool. But yeah. Elvira would just pop up like here and there and i don't understand the allure of elvira i don't know what she is or why anyone cares she has big assets that's the i don't understand she's she's an attractive crypt keeper who is sarcastic to you late at night when you're watching horror movies yeah i like the crypt keeper (laughs) well she she, okay i'm sorry for kink shaming you (laughs) or or i'm sorry i'm sorry for body shaming the crypt keeper i I mean She originally fitted the mentality of just like, you know, a voluptuous like host, but she came about like in an era where that's the only way you could get Sexist. on TV. But at the same time, too, like she was really smart and just very, you know, yeah, uh, she's got quite like a, uh, what was, what, a cunningness to her or something like that, because somebody could just like insult her and she would just like snap back at them like she's that. Yeah, cun- really a cunning awesome. linguist is what you're looking sure, for. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her, her sarcasm is pretty much like next level. So I don't think I've ever yeah. seen anything that she's been in. Isn't she the wife in um, Adam's family? What? No. no. <laughs> that is not her. Oh. That's Mortish, Morticia? Yes, that's Morticia yeah, Adam. There, yes. There's an actress <laughs> name tied to that character. I mean, character. black hair, white skin, same difference. Vampires? Yeah. Funny, well, not funny. Early 90s vampires. White people all look the same to Brandon. <laughs> oh, wait, is she a vampire? Uh, No, she's a witch. Oh, God. A sorceress. <laughs> I've seen Hocus Pocus. If only you can I understand. make a noise for pushing up glasses. Boop. <laughs> so that. whenever you hear that noise going forward on this show yeah that's what it means push up glasses well i've been looking over at you and nodding to you too so i'm just like why am what? i nodding on an audio that, program a, wah, wah, wah. like yeah <laughs> 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 it's like it's, it's like me on my phone sometimes when i talk to people i'm just like uh-huh, uh-huh. i'm like nodding i'm just like i don't know why i'm nodding on the phone when <laughs> they're it's not a natural there. human response is it though maybe is it though i say yes how 
You know more about birds than people. People aren't birds. Look, if you if a bird was talking <laughs> on a cell phone, they'd still be darting around sick moving bird. their eyes. <laughs> That's true, screaming. Yeah. Did you say sick bird? I did. Sick bird. <laughs> I can't put one past you guys. <laughs> Woo! I'm half awake anyways, and my head's like, you know, eh. <laughs> Not as quick as to the point be. of that Elvira motion ride thing, that's one of the things I'm most excited about for virtual reality um, environments. An Elvira is, ride? It, oh no, no, no! Is is the capacity <laughs> to take to take experiences which can no longer be enjoyed because the like you know they were things like that that were like filmed for just one stupid thing that they're never going to re-implement again and probably involve specific machines to make mm, happen. Yeah. Yeah. In the future, all these weird experiences could be archived somehow in ways you can actually experience wait, you, them. You won't be able to feel it. Wait, wait. Oh, really? Not yet. There's a, 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 a YouTube channel and a guy that's actually doing this. It's called Defunct Land, Ooh, where he's yes, basically, well, he's basically um, trying to build up a virtual theme park of all these old rides that can be travel to in whatever virtual apparatus you have yes like he's got one set up for like uh was it twenty thousand leagues under the sea um and it's all back in to the future the original back to the future he's he's doing this like he does all these like youtube videos where he talks about like defunct like disney rides yeah. universal rides random rides that showed up but tied to this whole like documentarian thing whatever words you give me a word Give me a word. Anyway, documentaries that he does. <laughs> he's um. Not just happening. <laughs> right. He also has like a, a I think an Indigo Fund Me or whatever the site is to actually produce. <laughs> he something. sells shirts. I don't know. Whatever. An Indiegogo and GoFundMe, two separate <laughs> organizations. Smash these but things together, man. Taste, taste great together. Yeah, exactly. Indigo Fund Me, something I don't know. Patreonus, I don't know. Whatever. Indigo Fund Starter. Yeah, yeah, Fund Starter. There you go. Yeah, exactly what he's got. But um, he's he's hopefully I, I I'd like to see the you know finished product, but he's planning on like doing this this like digital theme park where people can actually go to ride these old rides and yes, see these this things. Is, this is exactly what I want. The future is now and he's yeah. he's building it. He's on me. it, yeah. And so now we could actually go to shopping malls where they could bring back those old like cheesy 3D like ride machines. Because there's, there's some incredible oh. Disney material that was filmed in such a way so that it can never be enjoyed ever again. Yeah. 360 vision where they'd have um, these like a screen that's a, a basically a big donut around the side of a room yeah and you just you'd, you the idea would be you'd be standing in the middle in a crowd at the bottom of this room looking up all around you at this huge thing there was um a thing in tomorrowland that had a, the sea quest thing i remember seeing something like that, Is that where poseidon comes out and it looks uh, like you're drowning and oh I don't know th- that's I don't know. that's universal islands of adventure what's the difference yeah. um well, well something like a sea quest thing i remember going into and seeing this whole like surrounding like waterfall and all right the dolphin Jonathan talk Brandis. to you maybe that sounds like something that probably happened at epcot and i don't think i i saw it oh. the thing i'm thinking of was um it, there was a it's like it was called timekeeper or something and it's mm. robin williams plays a weird robot oh. that's like got this this sort of alpha from Power Rangers head on him, which is the view screen that you're looking through, and he's transporting to different time periods. Oh, shit. And it was super cool. And then, like, it existed for maybe all of, like, I don't know, seven years, and then, boom, gone. And now it's the Monsters, Inc. University thing. Was it it an actual ride? It was not a ride. Oh, you were standing there. It was a theater experience. Oh, If you go to that- Like the Terminator. Like the Terminator, but not seated. Because it's 360 degrees, so you have to be able to move around. Because you- physically move around you're not doing anything but you're See, you can do that with vr but i'm talking you, about more you like can, but someone needs to do it but the ride but the rides yes experiencing unless, the elvira ride as it was unless meant you to, know how to simulate like geez which i'm sure at some point you will not before we die but yeah that'll be cool yeah uh, yeah simulated gravity wells gotcha that would yeah. be amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean or we could sit in a machine that just moves us at crazy angles but I'll in a really get, small space i'll just get a um not a d-box but uh the 4dx chair you know <laughs> yeah, in, i got a d-box in, in my you. home <laughs> 
Thank you. That's so You're kind. Welcome. Thank you for offering your yeah, D box. Hot. Me. Check out my D box. That's super hot. D box.com. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of my favorite science fiction films in recent history and actually ever is. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Duncan Jones's Moon, starring Sam Rockwell um, and probably his greatest performance of all time. It's about a man who's operating a solo mining mission on the moon. One of yeah. the things that impressed upon me, uh, Moon, was I read the press kit before the film came out, yeah. and it was just Duncan Jones like passionately talking about the future of, of mining this element on the moon and how it's going to be so great, even though he wrote a kind of grim story about it. <laughs> That's if we actually been to the moon. I would love to look up at night and just see like Good point. lights and little structures <laughs> on the moon, like metal structures on the moon when I look up. I think that would be cool. That's where the reptilians stay at. You'll see those things. It's a giant egg, actually. Yeah, it's a actually, giant it, reptile okay, that makes egg. Sense. That's, oh. Why do you think it's white? Oh, I don't know. The it's, great po- it's porous. Oh, okay. It's calcium. Mm. <laughs> so for the longest time, Duncan Jones has been talking about making a follow-up to moon. Um, something that takes place in the same universe doesn't necessarily directly continue that story, but is in that same world. And it's finally happened. It's out on Netflix now, and it's called Mute. Uh, in the meantime, Duncan Jones directed the pretty good, basically feature-length uh, Twilight Zone episode, Source Code. Ooh. Terrible name, but uh, but good movie. And because it has nothing to do with actual source codes of any kind, it's just it's wait the actual of, movie source code. Is that the one the where mo- the guy like repeats time over and over based yeah, off it, this machine that's yeah, it's like reality? a suspense thriller, Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I've seen that. And uh, and also Warcraft, which uh, despite what most reviews will tell you, was actually pretty good and did took an insurmountable task and actually did it. Well, super successful in China. Yeah, that I know is like massively. I successful. really liked it, and I'm super into World of Warcraft. But so. wasn't it because it had a lot of like mythos from before the World of Warcraft it, games? It, it was it like takes Warcraft place 1. during Warcraft One. Yes. Oh, okay. Then that that's nobody reads the booklets of Warcraft One. <laughs> All right. Here, here's the thing that is troubling me and confusing. I haven't seen Mute, and like a normal just idiot stupid guy i'm looking at all the reviews online oh yeah every single review is like the lowest possible score they could give to this movie like rotten tomatoes mute and like imdb ign mute. Yeah, mute. It's roger getting, ebert it's like everyone ass torn out Don't really but yes. but i also read that the creator of what the term cyberpunk who wrote neuromancer yeah william is, gibson is praising this movie going this yes. is the best thing ever william gibson said on twitter this is william gibson the man who essentially fostered in every cyberpunk ideal that there is and that all God. cyberpunk comes from yeah if you want God. more info on him uh i'll direct you to our nerdy show book club episode where we all read neuromancer and talk about it it's a fantastic book william gibson's a great writer 
William Gibson said this, Mute does something that I've so far assumed only prose science fiction could do, the power in a million tiny, devastatingly coherent details of an entirely suggested world story, a near-future nightmarish in its resemblance to the present. Mute also confirmed everything I thought accounted for uh, my disappointment in Blade Runner 2049 and out-Blade Runnered it, in my opinion. Also, my favorite future cityscape version since Blade Runner, the original, but isn't about that naturalism um so can you where does the disconnect come from i'm really confused because he loves it but all the reviews are like terrible movie here's here's how this works we are in a very awful destructive society for a number of very valid political reasons but also when it comes to criticism because everyone who's reviewing including for the website i work for consequence of sound this movie came out at like midnight february 23rd and that's as in like 12 a.m. And so by the evening or afternoon, reviewers had to have already watched it and wrote a review because that's the world we live in that needs results like that. If they didn't get a preview copy and most people didn't, that's what happens. It's like all the so, reviews are like, meh, it's like two hour movie. So people who have not read any cyberpunk novels in their life for whom the only barometer for that term is Blade Runner, which is a series that I adore, but is not in any way characteristic of the entirety of what cyberpunk means or is. Um, I don't think you need to read books. You shouldn't have to to enjoy a movie. You shouldn't have to know the background. Mute is a very challenging film. It does a bunch of stuff that other films don't do. It does not even remotely hold your hand. It has parts that are intentionally cheesy that people can easily misread because it's so of the genre. Because the fact is, is that cyberpunk films don't get made. As in like, you see the dressing of it all the time. Even Fifth Element is a cyberpunk film in a way. But that's all set dressing for different stories that aren't necessarily cyberpunk stories. But cyberpunk stories are extremely layered where every character is like something like for every character is from a different universe. There's always something else going on. So in this case, Mute is the story of an Amish person living in Berlin in the future whose throat was slashed open by a boat when he was a child whose parents wouldn't let him get surgery to get it fixed so he's mute he's in love with a woman who works at the same bar that he works at because he's only like he's like he's not really like practicing amish but he's still really in involved in that well here's the thing about the amish people though too like i don't know about the european ones but in america most amish don't like they're not like uh, they don't abstain from technology altogether they work with technology they just don't live with it in their house Right. Like there's Amish people who are like mechanics that can work on like tractors and mm. stuff, but they don't use that to live and have that as a crutch in their life, basically. Yeah. So that's the funny thing. Like most people aren't, I guess, are getting about this character is just like, oh, shouldn't he be in the forest doing nothing? But I'm like, no, there's Amish that can live in the city and just like be Amish in nope. the city. What he's doing is he's acting as the perfect foil for ushering viewers into a world that they know nothing about Definitely. because he purposely avoids technology and therefore most things are kind of new to him and also because he's mute he can't interface with this futuristic world in the same way everyone else does therefore he's one of the most seamless integrations of the viewer as a character that i've seen in a long time in film yeah that's true because yeah he can't interact with everything <laughs> yeah, it's very meta to... but i dig it but that's cyberpunk cyberpunk's yeah. got a bit of bit of meta on it anyway, always so, yeah. <laughs> all right so i i haven't been paying attention to anything you guys have been saying i'm just <laughs> I've been reading, I read some critic reviews, then I read some audience reviews, which are slightly better, but still like, meh. And I was like, how many explosions were in this movie? <laughs> That's zero. That's the coolest oh, thing okay. about it. Yeah, well, it's not like I think, we, I think we just figured out why people don't like the also, movie. Also, I don't remember a gun. 
No, there's no, no guns in the oh, future. Oh, well, anti-America. The well. biggest weapon I remember is like a Bowie knife. Yeah. yeah. The biggest complaint so far, if I'm summarizing everyone, is like, there's a long, dragged out plot and nothing much interesting happens. It's extremely interesting. That's it's, what everyone dense, is saying. Though, and thing. I'm like, there, yeah. I'm sorry there weren't enough explosions. This is like a sandwich that took 16 years to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got some refinement to it. Mostly in the sense of the, just like, I, you're right about like the, the, the guns and stuff like that. Cause when I would see certain fights in this movie happen, the main character, uh, Skarsgård, Leo, Leo, Leo Pierce Skarsgård, yeah, he's been in so many roles where he's just been this badass, like warrior, could rip people apart. So it's a interesting to see him in a role where he's like heavily, well, mostly pass- passive, and like just doesn't know, has no prowess in fighting, basically. And so in this movie, like most cyberpunk books I've always read, there's always like some razor girl that would jump in and kill people or yeah. all this ultra violence and stuff like that. But this movie doesn't really touch upon that, and almost like. Um, uh, Boris said this too. It's almost like the cyberpunk elements are kind of a back took a back seat to the actual like you know character it's involvement. Right there's there is a cyberpunk dressing. There's the, yeah. the world is actually pretty pretty well realized in its own way. But what is cyberpunk about it is the kind of story that it's telling, mm. not like the character context. Cause, you know because you're not there's no hacking. There's yeah, there's no, no yeah there's no technology at the forefront. Technology isn't the MacGuffin in a lot of these things. Yeah, it, it's about it's it's really it comes from the heart of cyberpunk mm. and also from the heart of film noir in a way that is really merciless because in film noir, like I'm talking about like serious, serious film noir, bad things happen like all the time and the story always gets deeper and it starts with something simple like in this case, Leo's girlfriend goes missing mm. and he doesn't know why and has no way to communicate with the world and it just it's a downward slope that keeps going down, down, down and everything keeps getting worse. All right, I figured it out. People don't have an attention span unless yes. there's explosions. Yeah, and, just to demonstrate it. And the world... <laughs> sorry, I still haven't been paying attention to you guys. And the world... I've been getting this from most of the reviews. The world is too dark and drab. Everything's all dark. Oh. Why is it all dark? You know, well, yeah, negative? not a lot of happy stuff was happening, but why is it all, that was like, the point. If you made a movie about 2018, people would be like, why is it so dark and drab? Because that's, oh. re- that's life. That's what's well, going to happen. That's the same thing people were like hating on the new Devil Man like, yeah. anime that got released. It's like, I don't like it. I'm like, well, it doesn't life, have to be like a wonderful, happy-go-lucky ending. Life, it yeah, way. life and any realistic future for life is going to be dark and drab. Get the fuck over it. And, and also... Stop liking those Michael Bay like, movies. Uh, this is not... This, it's not what's dark about it is not the world per se and it's not necessarily the characters it's just the things that are happening to it's them it's physically dark like the lighting and, and it, i'm it'll pretty make sure you, that's what they mean it'll the make lighting you is dark <laughs> ugly shit yeah. it'll make you confront like pedophilia i like, literally that's a component of this no movie. I, I didn't mm-hmm. mean like dark in tone i literally meant the lighting is dark <laughs> okay, okay turn up your brightness that's bro. what i've been seeing it's too dark to see the characters oh, whatever watch Tragic. it at night anyway fucko Tragic. <laughs> turn up the brightness on your eyeballs well, like it, it is it is a challenge i will say this is a challenging movie it's not an easygoing movie it's not going to go light on you there's a lot happening you do have to pay attention neuromancer was a challenging book for me to get through yeah doesn't mean it was a terrible book no i enjoyed it but it was really hard for me to get through because there's a lot happening. Because it's me, and yeah. I don't read books. Well, I mean, really, to your, to your credit, Brent, there's just a lot happening in that book. Yeah, and it happened to me in Altered Carbon, too. Like, there's certain parts of that book I was kind of like, uh... How was the okay. female character? Because oftentimes, I feel like the female character in movies... What's the female character? I, I, I read a review <laughs> saying there was, like, a female character in this movie. And yes. oftentimes, they're used as just a plot device to have a love interest. Not really... No. They're not a strong lead or do anything she, else. She is a plot catalyst, and she is actually not great. Okay, um, I don't. I, I felt the like, same way about the female. I don't like her her lines, and I don't like her delivery. But she disappears, so she's not in a lot of the film. Okay, well, that's good. And she's not the centerpiece, but yeah, like you said, it's the motivation. Yeah, or Joe. 
Leo. Leo. Whatever. Yeah, it, and <laughs> it's a, it's a classic it's a classic <laughs> so, noir motivation. There's a lot of stuff about it that's not new. It's not new that the motivations or anything. What is new is seeing all these components playing against each other because what you have, we haven't even talked about the supporting characters. No, oh, no. Like yeah. Paul Rudd plays this like cliche of what Europeans think Americans are like. It's like yeah. almost grotesque. Um, it's quite the character. <laughs> y- yeah, like you're vi- saying it's not accurate. I'm. S- well. I think it maybe goes too far, but like, but not within the context of the of the of the work. Like, is I mean, like cheeseburgers and saying fuck. Well, <laughs> he sure is. Half of that, yeah. <laughs> well, then I don't see how that's a stereotype. That's legit. Soul that's... stash or what is that stash called that he had? He like, Handlebar. He looked like he's from the seventies. But he like he had yes, yeah, definitely strictly. There's a lot of seventies like. Uh, Motifs showing up there, like the bodyguard with the big muscles in the he, club. He was, yeah, he, he is he very German. Me, well, he reminded me of the guy from like you ever remember watching uh, Clockwork Orange, that bodyguard that mm. uh, takes care of the dude in the end. It's, yeah, it looks exactly. We like all know that, that fashion trends go in a cycle and they come back mm-hmm. around. So this is just the time where seventies yeah. aesthetics came back. So. I, I'll wait until nineties comes back up again. Ugh, I hope <laughs> never. Everyone's be wearing Nirvana shirts. Like Who's Nirvana? Music? Uh, you need you to get some Jenkos. They're yeah. out again. Yeah. Dayglow Jenkos with like LEDs in them. I was just going to say, like, Gilligan hats. They come with rave, rave stick holders. Cargo <laughs> shorts and flip-flops and skanking. music. Anybody? Nobody? But, yeah, so the supporting characters are just something that just is equally interesting. I mean, like, um, they didn't really explain the world that was going on other than, like, there's, like, a war or something that American America's doing, and there's people running That's pretty accurate. There, there's enough yeah, right? <laughs> information on screen that I think in a second viewing I could piece it together, yeah. but it's not really important. All you have to know is that, like, there is some kind of military presence, and that Paul Rudd's character has. And you get some defected. flashes of uh, Sam Rockwell in there too. Yes. Yeah, in the background, <laughs> kind of cool there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sam Rockwell's character from Moon is all throughout this film in really subtle ways. There's graffiti that is because basically what ha- I don't want to spoil Moon, but there's. But, but is it post Moon or pre Moon? It basically? is post Moon. Definitely. Post-moon. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent post Moon, and and that what the events of that film have created a humanitarian crisis of a sort. Mm. That is the the object of public scrutiny going on in the background of this film the entire time. Yep, <laughs> it's just like always on TV, and it is it's, little it is the scandal of the day. Yep, <laughs> I want that movie, but when he comes back, what happens? That's that's this movie. Mm, what is he, you, you trust me, you get enough because <clears throat> allegedly, if he gets to make one, if these reviews don't tank him and make sure no one will invest in poor Duncan Jones ever it's again, it's Netflix. The half of the things they make get like one stars out of like a hundred, and they're like, don't even get me started Look, on Bright. Hey, if this sounds like a movie that you don't want to watch, can you just do me a favor and go on to Netflix and give it a thumbs up just for the heck of it, just for me? <laughs> like, just, I want, if, you, if you never want this type of movie to be made again, just give like, it a thumbs movie, up so it gets made again. This movie didn't make me comfortable. It didn't make me feel good, but it was like I was very impressed with it as art because this movie, like a lot of movies that I love, I think the reason that people turn against it is that it makes them feel uncomfortable. They're not ready for that. Well, but, al- but also it's, it's different from most mainstream films that it, it looks like it has a budget. And therefore, people have expectations that it's going to have typical plot structure and it's going to give someone a fulfilling filling. But in fact, it's a high budget art film. Yeah, there's there's yeah, no but, explosions, right? Well, people are too conditioned for like, you know, the main character has to be this badass that could just kill everybody. Is there a giant AI that's going to take over the world? They nope. don't even touch upon that. Are there laser yeah. beams that shot into the sky that are going to destroy or save everything? The only lasers used Very few to, weapons. Yeah, cut a, a lock off or so something. So it doesn't so, yeah. it doesn't follow the standardized, normal, generic movie. Oh, yeah. It, it, people think they're going to, you know, watch a film about a bunch of cyborgs trying to figure out the meaning of life and fighting, like, AIs. It doesn't happen in this movie. Yeah, lots <laughs> of reviews are like, this doesn't hold a candle to Blade Runner, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, Blade Runner is a very different film. Ba- Blade Runner, as much as I love it, is a surface level 
cyberpunk film and a surface level noir film this goes deep into that genre well blade runner and this movie all borrow from things like neuromancer so they're got they're all copying uh, uh, no, 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 no. blade runner is based off of a story by philip k dick that came out before well, i was thinking the s-, s gibson well ever wrote because technically the William S. Gibson. Do they describe the aesthetics in the world as much in that? Uh, well, the I Androids re- Dream of Electric Sheep is what Blade Runner is based off of. Um, kind of, sort of, not. Uh, they don't okay. really talk. I about mean, enough. It. You're yeah, probably, probably enough, right. Yeah. You're probably. But I mean, right. just like that's that's what people yeah try to quote. Never mind. Beep. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> but whoop. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I I so I, I, to make a comparison to a recent Nerdy Show episode, I towards the end of last year I did an episode where I spoke to the film director Barry Levinson about one of my favorite movies of all time toys and in that it's like it's a relatively investigative episode because i've spent a lot of my spare time every now and then throughout the years researching that film because it's a really unusual circumstance of a director who spent about 20 years trying to get a film made and the story layered and layered and layered and layered and he finally got the budget to make the stream project happen and everyone had the audience had expectations that were not met because they thought they were going to see a big blockbuster comedy film and instead they got a weird surrealist dark comedy and then the same thing it was awesome yeah Yeah, here's the thing about toys (laughs) it's it it's like a it is a classic. I love that movie. I don't know anyone who hates that movie. The reviews are like in the negatives. Yeah. Like everyone hates that movie apparently. I even like the video game. It's an amazing movie. <laughs> wow, that's a tough sell. But well, I mean, but yeah, well, cuz <laughs> yeah, that movie game that, that video well, game it, shit. compared to other movie games, it was okay. No, <laughs> no it wasn't. Yeah, Couldn't so. do anything in it. I'm a self-hating masochist. Hey, if, if you want a game that's a challenge, that's that game is a challenge. It's a genuine yeah. challenge. And I, I just hate when people compare movies to other movies. It's like, yeah. this is a combination of Willy Wonka and War Games. Like, you could say that about any movie is a combination I, I, of any like, movie. We'll and, take it back. They're, they're saying that as a bad thing. It's like, okay. So what, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No matter what I mean, you do, you are a remix of everything that has If you can take you. Willy Wonka and War Games and make a good movie combining those weird-ass plots that wouldn't make any sense together, good good kudos on you. <laughs> Come on. But there's no unique ideas that people can draw upon other than just what they've had in the past. Like, you know, you are a, remi- a remix of everything that you've loved and taken into people art. People don't like movies that take risks is the thing, that are unsound, well, outside the, the norm yeah. and, the, and their comfort zone. That's true, too, yeah. That's why we have so many sequels now. Yeah, and they go, yeah. they go into a movie with an expectation... Yeah. Look, and like it's not the movie I thought it was. I instantly hate it. No, it's stupid. The, I will say that Mute is probably the most put together, most coherent, long in development director passion project I've ever seen. Mm. It's. I mean, I I like Southland Tales as well. That's a very poorly assembled film. I feel in the long run, but there's some really cool things happening, and I hope that Richard Kelly gets an opportunity to actually like finish the film as he wants to. True, but um. But Mute is actually really well put together. It's all there. It just requires an audience that understands that you can't have these absurd, these expectations that don't pertain to the movie going into it. And that those of us here who are like, you know, diehard nerds enough to be listening to this program, this movie might not be for you, but the failure of this movie and movies like it will doom us to shitty pop culture. And we can't let that happen. Let me put that into retrospect. Daddy's Home 2 got better reviews. And that movie is just, that movie is just shite, Brandon. I actually want to cry right I, now. I want wow. and I want you to cry because it'll be cathartic and it'll be good for you. That <laughs> mm. uh, sucks. Uh. I, I guess we'll full disclosure here. I, I I didn't think the movie was like the best thing ever, but I don't hate the movie. Yeah, me, I me like either. it. It's good enough to warrant a like one percent review. Well, I mean, for, yeah, what, I, I I watched it going like, oh, that's interesting. That was unexpected. I liked that. Cool. No, I mean, I yeah. really like the movie, but I don't know if I'm ever going to rewatch it. And I think it would. I want to rewatch it only, mostly because, like, I mean, like, 
I did enjoy parts of it, but it's so layered. I know I would get a lot out of rewatching it. Mm. Um, yeah, perhaps. But like, but yeah, it's it's it like, is it a sterling film? You know, like no. But like, if I if I had to give it like a letter grade, it would be an A. You Peter know, Peter Rabbit. Like, yeah, better reviews. Jumanji. But wait, better didn't, reviews. Didn't, wasn't there outrage on Peter Rabbit though? Like he shot a blueberry at somebody, and apparently uh, the guy was allergic to blueberries, and it caused people to be outraged at the theaters because their kids could be allergic to certain things. And it, it, like, yeah, it made wait oh, what? Geez. What? It, yeah, 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 this is a real I'm thing. I'm confused. Yeah. Context here, right? Because was, then it, kids might get the idea like, oh, that kid's allergic to peanuts. I'm gonna get him by sticking him with a peanut. I thought about that when I was six years old. You poison <laughs> well, someone, know your enemy. I, all I know is that at the point <laughs> I don't get it. that that happened in the film, the farmer was gonna kill the rabbit. So in self defense. Fence, the rabbit shot a blueberry at them. It's I just want to say this, okay, cool. and I'm going to leave it as it is. <laughs> Peter Rabbit is a fuckboy. Just look at his goddamn face. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he is a total fuckboy. So there's outrage on that basically. I don't Parents even understand that term. What? Fuckboy? Yeah. Here, let me look that up in Urban Dictionary. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I get it as well, but boy. my understanding was fuckboy People boy was, hate them, but I don't... I don't. I always thought fuckboy was that person that would like emotionally try to like... Uh, a guy who doesn't respect women, yet relies on them heavily. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody would try to like basically... Okay guilt women into having sex with him and being all emotionally like uh like uh manipulative like, to them and just, uh, just but, the thing is, <laughs> but i don't know manipulates you enough. and you do end up having sex with them and you hate yourself after he's yeah, a okay, guy yeah, yeah he's a guy <laughs> oh. who's distant doesn't care about a woman's time and won't yeah. commit he's self-absorbed and is never looking for anything serious relationship and honestly wise. i think yeah. that's an inspired choice for peter rabbit because that's exactly describing the rabbit lifestyle that is the opposite of what i, I thought a fuck boy was like Oh, we're making a porn. Get in the fuck boy. Like, All in the fluff. Stunt the cock. Boys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cat, cat. I'm going to make you good. Like, we need two fuck boys in this scene. Hire someone. Like, I don't. Right? It's completely different than what I thought. Oh, yeah. This, the definition should just be asshole. He's an asshole. Is it called a fuck boy? Because uh, well, it's because I look at him, I think. That rabbit, that rabbit's got like some like, the way they've designed his face in the CGI. He's got some charisma there, but I bet he treat me rotten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they, rabbits yeah. can't talk by the way <laughs> oh thanks i'm Brandon. sorry we have two, oh, we have for, two yeah, rabbits in my house that. right now and they're nothing like these rabbits they don't Do they give, ever shoot blueberries i can tell you they never gave high fives with their ears I'll tell you that much mm. that happens mm. in the movie mm. i think mm-hmm. it's way past time that we mentioned that nerdy show is entirely listener supported and if you dug any of this process of us talking about it hey throw us a buck that would be amazing head to patreon.com slash nerdy show you get early release episodes for all of our programs on the entire nerdy show network as well as a ton of bonus content and yes if you give us more there are other awesome things in store for you please check it out and remember that it really does make a difference even a dollar and if you're like fuck that i'm not going to subscribe to you but i did like what you said and uh well okay cool go to nerdyshow.com slash support and give us a one-time donation or Use us as your go-to Amazon link. Head to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon and shop through our Amazon link. Bookmark it and uh, just absent-mindedly give to us all throughout the year. Or absinthe-mindedly. You might be able to buy absinthe on there. Absinthe on there, I don't know. <laughs> or you might be able to buy um, synthesizers that you can hook up speakers to your abs to try to make some kind of interesting muscle toning through uh, vibration. Well, just to let you know, synth there's a VS- absizers? Well, there's a VST synth called Absinthe. So there's, it's already By done. Synthahol? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make them sick wah 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 beats. Nice. Yeah, double step. Also, if you don't want to throw any money our way, but you do like us or you can't throw money our way, then please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Podchaser. On iTunes, yeah, you got to sign in, you got to make an Apple account, and it's a pain in the butt, but it is a really great thing for us to get the exposure that we need to uh, keep on trucking. 
because we've been around a long time and we're getting old. So help us keep on trucking by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. And Podchaser is a recent uh, platform that is upgrading the podcast experience. So you can search things, you can discover podcasts easier, and you can also rate and review specific episodes. So if you dug this episode, hop on Podchaser. It's much easier to use than Apple. And uh, give us reviews there. Now this is Podchasing. Sorry. <laughs> no one no one thought that was funny. Hey, I've got a better definition <laughs> wow. for fuckboy, and I'm going to read it to you. An asshole boy who is into strictly sexual relationships, he will lead a girl on and let her down, yeah. then apologize only to ask for... <laughs> this Sex is really again. funny. Yeah, right? yeah. He'll, he will apologize only to ask for pics once the girl has welcomed her yep. him back into her trust. Okay. What? Yeah, I, that's what pics, I... Pics, please. Yeah. Well, okay. when I directed shows for a few anime cons, like... Uh, oh, this happens. Few, yeah, well, yeah, it's just an hour and a half long cosplay skit, basically. <laughs> but, um... Like some of the Ooh. shows I directed for, there was like, you know, the, the kids running around basically dating each other. And then the one, I remember one guy was just like, oh, he's just a fuck boy. I'm like, what well, is a fuck boy? Well, and just through observing their relationship, I'm like, oh, yeah, he just comes in and emotionally tries to drain people and just guilt them he into having more sex. Ha! Ah, 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 ah. I hope they need protection. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need kids. These, these little animal kids don't need kids. Just run around breeding. Yeah. They all need to be spayed. Well, and they're neutered. all over eighteen, so they were adults, I guess. There should be yeah. a spay and neutering booth at like anime conventions. <laughs> spay and neuter your cons, your con goers. <laughs> come and come we'll on in. <laughs> Get what's that word where you can't have babies anymore? Uh, Too many cosplayers. What? Oh yeah, sterilized. Sterilized. Yeah. <laughs> Do a GoFundMe to spay and neuter those cosplayers. Wow. I think it'd be really cool if there were like vasectomy kiosks. Yeah, like oh, that's, that's, that's what it's called. That's Thank convenient, you. but that could be like reversed. Uh, was, yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, I was you thinking he was like, you know, just get radiated to where you just can't oh, have kids. I was thinking of taking a hot iron and poking him through the genitalia. Oh, delightful! Straight down the middle. Yeah, boom. That's that's how you do. So that. you be a fuck boy now. That's how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, asshole. So hey, a little little nerdy show news bulletin. I will be at North Carolina Comic Con along with Doug and Tony, aka the entire Lightning Dogs crew. Lightning Dogs is our in development animated series here at Nerdy Show. And North Carolina Comic Con in Raleigh is March 17th and 18th. We'll be there alongside some really fine guests, including Kevin Eastman, the co-creator of Ninja Turtles, um, Orlando Jones from American Gods and Mad TV. He's done other things, but I, I, I knew him first from Mad TV. He also did the Make 7 Up Yours commercials. Remember yeah, I was going to say, I know him from 7 Up. <laughs> and incredible comic book guests, including Eric Burnham, who does the wonderful... Uh, Ghostbusters comic book um, Tom Waltz who does the Ninja Turtles comic book at IDW Teeny Howard who's done um, uh, Rick and Morty and a bunch of other stuff Brandon Graham a indie comics artist I've been wanting to meet for a long time and now it's gonna happen and we're presenting some panels I'm doing a panel with Jen Khan, the voice actor for Farrah from Overwatch uh, fun fact, I've never bothered to play Overwatch. I don't think it's for me. I like the animation. But hey, if you got questions for her, please let me know. It's going to be a great interview regardless because I'm fun and charming. But um, Overwatch is great. Well, hey, Brandon, you got some questions for Farah of Overwatch or the actor who plays Farah? I haven't played Overwatch in like nine months, but it's, still a, it's still a great game. I don't personally understand voice actor guests because I don't understand why people care they don't even play the games they just i mean they like could, what question can i possibly have for a voice actor that is one of the enigmas with um with i mean because like, you know what you what you as a fan have questions about are questions for the writers and directors right yep. exactly so that's why i don't i've never understood the voice actor thing but it's because i i, I, I get when <laughs> not they, everybody when people, gets that when people know? ask questions like oh how do you get into voice acting it's like just 
you know, Google that. Most of those people didn't intentionally want to be a voice actor. Like most of the voice actor panels I sat in, or at least worked tech for, all the guys were just like, I initially was just wanting to be an actor and can you I do got that voice line? acting roles. Hey, can you do that line from that show? That line from the when you're firing a rocket, that yeah. grunt. <laughs> now, this isn't grunt. directed at all to any of the uh, Overwatch voice actors because I think their voice acting is fantastic. They're yeah, they're great. It's uh, high noon. But in regards to anime voice actors, I think the way they got those jobs is that somebody was just out on the street. Sp- you're terrible. Sign, sign spinning and... Uh, <laughs> You know, like, be a voice actor. Come over here. And then they just grab people off the street who can't approach the sign spinner. Well, that's literally and, what the uh, most of them said. They're just and like, they're yeah, like just, yeah, yeah, sit down in front of this microphone and here, read this stupid There are it some good ones. With zero inflection. Just, just read it as if you're a third grader who just learned how to read. Stephen exactly. Blum is amazing. And that, that's, well, that's mean, how anime dubbing happens. Yeah, that's how most of them came into it by merely just like, you know, you got and a good voice. Maybe they're paid only $5. So like, I don't give a Especially shit. Especially Johnny hey. Young Bosch. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Look, I mean, there are bad, there are <laughs> bad <laughs> voice actors out there, but I'll never just... Dis- dis- disparage the the career because there's some amazing voice actors out there who are people who I well, adore. I will disparage Johnny show. Young Bosch. Also, I should add Chris Sims and Matt D. Wilson are going to be there from, uh, well, a lot of fine projects, but maybe most notably to you po- podcasting folks, War Rocket Ajax, which we've, uh, you know, swapped spit with in our podcast careers from time to time. It's not the Chris Sims who wrote the book, The Elements of Scrum. No, <laughs> that one because he it was born. Is not. He was born in 1942. So I don't this think it's is the same one. This is the bad boy who wrote X Men 92. Oh, I as don't know. in the throwback X Men comic about the idea of the 90s X Men, as in like kind of a sequel comic to the X Men animated series, more than it is anything in any kind of continuity. Can anyone tell me what Scrum is? Yeah, actually, Jess and I could go into a lot of detail you, about Brandon, Scrum. You don't want to know. And you do not yeah. want to know. You don't want because it's the most boring corporate bullshit ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like project and time management BS with post-it notes. So I'm going to be doing a panel called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness with uh, Tom Waltz, Eric Burnham, um, anyone I can get who's, <laughs> who's been on a Ninja Turtles project. We're going to be talking about all the weirdness of Ninja Turtles, all the weird shit they crammed in their role-playing guides, Cuddly the Cowlick, um, you know, er, the Rat King in all of his various incarnations, all of the strange shit that was developed for any incarnation of that series because it is basically the weirdest piece of pop culture out there. Um, and t- I mean, what can't happen? You, you've seen the action. Pizza thrower. That's, that's absurd. That's absurd. Venus. Venus de Milo. Is that one? Hey, fun fact. Brandon and Bohr and I discovered that uh, TMNT, the next mutation, is on Netflix the right now. The entire series. That was the, possibly one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, like it's real next, bad. Next mutation. One of the, the best. One? The live action one, yeah. Where they had a crossover with the Power Rangers? They, yep. <laughs> and the girl turtle, which just bothered everybody? Ma- yep. Mons yeah. Venus. Yeah. <laughs> She's in it. Oh, Shredder's um, outfit is amazing. Also, Doug and I will be doing a Ghostbusters panel with Eric Burnham, the Ghostbusters writer previously mentioned. And, of course, we'll be doing a lightning dogs panel so if you're anywhere near north carolina if you're anywhere near raleigh come out to north carolina comic-con aka oak city comic-con and uh we'll see you there march 17th and 18th Woohoo, north kakalaki <laughs> that's correct north kakalaki and south kakalaki i don't know what that means but i will affirm it as true kakalaki kakalaki we live Man, there. i want to go to raleigh Come on out, Brandon. Did you know that their hardwood and mixed conifer forests are home to a wide variety of wildlife, <laughs> including wood ducks, He's picking up white-tailed his deer, He's holding his Canada hand geese, and wild turkeys? The whiskey? Sports and outdoor enthusiasts will find plenty to cheer about. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading facts about Raleigh. Oh, wow. 
Did you go to like Raleigh is home to three major state museums of art, history, and natural sciences. All are free. Stop it. Sorry. But that's that's great. Raleigh is a nice place. I like the Raleigh Durham er- Durham area. Cuisine. Sorry. There's, there's <laughs> cuisine. <laughs> there's great cuisine. That is a wonderful place to eat. Wait, 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 here's the best one, guy. I know you want me to stop, but Rale- <laughs> Raleigh is easily accessible by car, bus, rail, or airlines. What about horse? I no, no. Don't bring your horse to Raleigh. That's a, that's a hard road. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week with an all new episode of Nerdy Show. Bye. I'm Cap. I am Brandon. I'm Boar still. Uh, uh, hi and bye, and I'm I'm, I'm Neofaust. 